The Scoop on Life is back with you. I'm Chase. So glad you are joining us. We have a great episode on the way for you today. And uh, Lauren had the chance to sit down with Dr. Danny Huerta from Focus on the Family. He is the Vice President of Parenting and Youth there for Focus on the Family. Great conversation. Um, They talk uh, about parenting they talk about the relationships with their sons and daughters. So really interesting episode today. And uh, so let's dive into it. Here is Lauren with Dr. Danny Huerta of Focus on the Family. So we talked with Adam Holtz a couple weeks ago about just fatherhood in general, the need um, for fathers to be active and involved in their kids' lives. First of all, to be to be present, um, a father in the home and what a difference it can make, but then also to not just be present, but to choose to be active and involved and engaged. And so, um, I guess I just want to talk with you for a few minutes, um, moving forward from that. What are some practical ways, um, as someone's listening, they may be in the, in the middle of raising their kids, whether they're little or young or whether they're approaching the teenage years, what are some practical ways a father can, choose to either start engaging or to better engage his children? Yeah, I mean, the first one really is to get your schedule uncluttered. Uh, it, it's really making time to be uh, in, in relationship with each of your children. And each one is going to be very unique, right? You're going to have a, a son that may be into sports and a son that may be into something else, computers or even cooking or something else. And then you have a daughter that's uh, into dance. Uh, in my case, my daughter's into aerial silks and aerial straps. I never thought I'd have a daughter into that. When she got into basketball, I was like, yes. And then she left that and went into this acrobatic aerial silks world. And she's, she's asked me to try some of those things. And that is so unnatural for me. But just taking interest in that with her is very unique to my relationship with her. And then with my son, it's taking the time to maybe do workouts with him or talk through He's, at a, he's actually at an age at 18 where we're talking through college, we're talking through what it means to be a man this next chapter. But along the way, having intentional conversations with the stage they're in, but also what they bring to the table is either male or female in their life and in their relationship. It doesn't mean you pin them in their activities. It means you take interest in the activities that they're naturally bent towards and you encourage them and you take the time to learn about what those are and then in, and then uh, be, be transformed by it because you're going to be stretched just like I did actually literally on those aerial silks uh, going upside down, <laughs> trying to do what my daughter was teaching me. But it's just taking interest. That's where it all begins. You say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to invest just like when you choose to invest money, you're choosing to invest your time and your attention. And that can be so hard because somewhere something is being sacrificed in order for you to do that. Right. Well, let me. Let me follow up with this question. So I think that a lot of times, um, just from things that I've observed, maybe even if fathers are choosing to show up, they're choosing to figure out what each of their kids like, they're spending time with them. They may have this, what seems to be this good relationship because they are being present and active yet there isn't those conver- there aren't those conversations happening um there's not the pressing in so although the physical relationship may be good oh my dad's never missed a game my dad's never missed this my dad's never missed that but there's this personal connection that's not there because 
I think a lot of times maybe fathers just don't know what to say. And so how can they, um, I guess, choose to engage better, not just show up, but to choose to engage conversationally to press into where their kids are. And I know that has to start young. It's not like all of a sudden you've got this teenager. It's like, oh, maybe I should start talking to them. Like I know those things have to start from a young age. Yes, absolutely. There's a, um, just such an important influence from a dad's uh, perspective, dad's influence verbally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. A dad brings a lot to the table. Just realize you do so. It doesn't mean you have to control. It doesn't mean you have to come powerfully into your son or daughter's life to be heard. It means you need to come in consistently and you need to ask questions. And then from the questions in the relationship comes the guidance. You can't just start off with guidance and you need to do this, you need to do that because there's fear that they're going to do the wrong thing. It's relationship because you want them to succeed. You want them to do well. You want them to have freedom, especially spiritually mentally and emotionally, helping them navigate an emotional world, a relational world. And as a dad, you have so much to offer. And I've seen so many dads enter with insecurities or with fears or with this need for, yeah, I just need to be loud and powerful and and tell them how it is. Ah, That's usually really not effective. And research has, has supported that. You need to come in with warmth, with sensitivity, and with confidence and guidance as to where you're guiding them towards. And so, for instance, sexuality is a huge one that dads need to be involved in with their daughters and with their sons. And that is really laying down the foundations for what it means to be a person of character. And it begins with humility. It begins with that idea. What does it mean to be a humble person, a loving person? What does it mean to be an honest person? And you have those teachings early on or whenever really in your child's life. And then from there, you talk about uh, what it means to be a sexual being. And with my son, I remember at 11, 12, 13, we began to have those ongoing conversations about sexuality. What does it mean to have a body like you have and how it's changing and morphing? And as you're having those different stages in your life, what does it mean to be a man? Then we had a ceremony at 13. I invited men that were influential in my life. And then we had uh, an introduction into the teen years. There's a lot of expectation there rather than, oh, you're becoming a teenager. I'm going to become a cool parent. So your friends want to be here. And and so I'm going to just, you know, do your thing and, and hopefully it turns out well and, and, you know, we'll have some conversations along the way. No, this is a time to lean in and to really guide them and, and, and have a vision for a great transition into the, the 18, 19, 20. And you have these wonderful years where you can have some deep conversations with your teens. And that takes intentionality. And with your daughter as well, I, with my daughter, she... You know, as you guys probably know, if you have daughters, uh, clothing is really an issue at this point. Just trying to find the right clothes that are modest, that sure. present uh, your daughter in a certain way. We've had great conversations around, hey, how do you understand the male brain, the male, uh, what, what, where males are at? And then where, how do you understand you and how you're, what you're wanting and desiring during this stage of your life? And a lot of times it's wanting to feel accepted, affirmed, loved, uh, a sense of belonging, and clothing can take you into that, but it, sometimes in, a, in, in, in the way that you weren't expecting. And so having those intentional conversations from the perspective of a dad, being willing to enter that and say, hey, honey, I, I really am concerned about how you're deciding to go dress today. What, why do you think I'd be concerned? And so it's more of a question rather than, man, I'm going to pound it. I'm going to say, it's, it's I really want you to process and think through something. And dads can 
you guys can guide that conversation very well. You're equipped to do so. Uh, we have a lot of articles on our website, uh, focusonthefamily.com slash parenting, uh, specifically for dads, but also on topics that are important for you to, to lean into. And we even have conversation starters for you to kind of get the ball rolling. And you may be kind of more of a shy dad or a dad that doesn't have many words. Just know those will count and just, just take the time to do it. That's so good. And so true. I, I definitely understand what you're saying. And as far as the, um, I think there was just this generation where dads were seen as just, you know, almost like just this patriarchy, but that was not healthy, like, um, that created, I think a fear. Yeah. And the kids of just being scared to mess up because of what might happen or what dad would do or how he would respond. And like you said, just this element of humility that first of all, we're called to as Christians, but then especially you never know how, as a dad that will, or dad or a mom, um, if you just exercise humility with your kids and grace toward them, that can be so much more winsome than just a, a blow up when something goes wrong or something like that. Um, I guess, let me ask you this. And I know that your kids are still in your home, but, um, I just think of parents whose kids are grown and maybe there's hurt from years of failed parenting. Maybe they just didn't know how to show up. Maybe they were showing up, but weren't building these relationships. And there's this um, tension or this uh, gap in these relationships. How can fathers or mothers really seek to bridge that gap? They're in a place where they realize it's there. Um, they know they've made mistakes. Maybe they've um, failed to ask forgiveness. How, how would you encourage them to approach that conversation with their grown adult children? One of the books that I've written is, is uh, actually the only one where I've authored myself. So I don't want to make it sound like a whole, I have a whole bunch, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's seven traits of effective parenting. And one of them is grace and forgiveness. It's about building bridges where there's brokenness. And I use this illustration of each of us are cities built over time. And as we're built as cities, we're unique to, to anyone else. We're designed with our own invitation into what God has created us to do. And and a husband and wife are two unique cities with roads under construction with each other and having to navigate that. And then you have kids, same thing. And those are built over time. And over time, you may have on those in those highways a, a complete disaster of a highway. And what you're needing to have are bridges. Maybe as you're driving over a bridge, pray for that relationship with your child that may be broken and begin to think, what are the construction blocks that I need to put in place to begin to restore the highway, because it can be, even if it's a cliff in between the two highways that are broken, a, a, a bridge can bridge that over. And that would mean first saying, hey, we th there's brokenness here. We're divided. We're not in a good place. I am sorry. And that those, those words are life-giving to where there's been uh, life taken away. And so one of the quotes that, that I love, and I'll paraphrase it, I'll probably butcher it a little bit, but it's... Um, uh, let's not grieve death, but grieve what is dying inside of us as we live. And it, as you think that through, think about that relationship with your child and what, you're, what you and your child are missing out on in that transformation that can be found in relationship, but also in reconciliation and restoration. Restoring means you're bringing, bringing it back to use in God's kingdom. And that relationship is a powerful one. And what I would encourage you to do is just begin either with a phone call uh, or an invitation where you send it in the mail and you say, hey, I'd love to invite you to dinner or I'd love to invite you uh, on a walk. I, I really want to talk to you about something. 
and you take the initiative and in taking the, the risk that you may be rejected, you may be pushed away, that's okay. Those are emotions spilling out. That gives you a signal that you're on the right track. You're going towards a, a place that you need to go towards to reconnect. And you say, hey, I, all right, let me know when you're ready. I want to, I, I want to, to, to repair, to restore what has been lost there. And I want to own my stuff and whatever blind spots I've got, I, I really want to hear about that. And come in with a humble heart, an open heart, a teachable heart. And that's that adaptability, one of the seven traits. And then the other one is respect. And another one, steadfast love. You're coming in with these seven traits into this conversation. And then allow your child to speak. And it, even if it doesn't resonate with you, you're going, yeah, I, I don't think that happened. Just listen in because now you understand their world and how they're seeing you. And then just say, wow, thank you for opening up to me and, and allowing me to look into your thought bubbles and how you see me. And, I'm sorry that that has taken place. And I just want to tell you, I love you and I want to restore this. <clears throat> I see things differently. That doesn't mean things are, are untrue that you shared. Let's step into there. Let's figure out where we go from here. I love the, the scripture verse that, that Jesus left the disciples with. And that's in John 14, verse 31. He said, but I do as the father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the father. This is to show your child that you love Jesus. And then he said, rise, let us go from here. So tell your child, hey, can we rise and just go from here? Can we just stand up, rise, go from here? We have a long way to go. But man, I, I really don't want to miss out on more of what we could have in our relationship. It's interesting to hear you uh, say that. I just, I feel like I just keep hearing like humility. Like it just take relationships in general, just take humility. You know, a willingness to say, um, and not hearing the other person's perspective and be like, well, you're wrong. Like that didn't happen. You know, just a willingness to say like, okay, thank you for sharing your perspective. And I feel like that's relationships in general, just approaching them with humility and being willing to consider that um, the other person's perspective is different. How can I um, seek forgiveness for the things that they have perceived as wrong? You know, even if my perception is different, not trying to correct them, just trying to um, br you know, like you said, bridge that gap and heal that relationship. So mm -hmm. um Thank you for that. Um, if someone, if someone's looking for your book, where can they find that? They can go to focusonthefamily.com slash the number seven and then traits. And you can actually do a free assessment and then you'll get emails of, of the content. There's a lot of free content. You don't even have to buy the book there. But if you decide, hey, I want to go deeper, I want practical tools and yeah, get the book. It'll be a good tool for you as a parent and uh, maybe as a book study as parents and encourage one another along the way uh it's a, it's a book that <clears throat> contains it's a book that contains close to uh, about 20 years of, of therapists with families and then my research uh in in my dissertation i tried to not make it a dissertation like that book <laughs> and a fun engaging one so yeah. hopefully you enjoy it uh and what i wanted to say lauren is on the practical side a lot of times parents just need a starting point and then to be consistent. And sometimes it's just encouraging one another. If you have a spouse, encourage one another to have that individual relationship with your kids. Maybe it begins with some notes. Uh, maybe it's writing on the mirror of your child's uh, mirror where a lot of lies come in and you start to speak truth to your child. 
and then look at life as a parent as as many invitations along the way all day long your child smiles at you they look at you they tug at you you go wow this is an invitation can i step into that invitation because then there's momentum from that you can create momentum in your relationship and sometimes just a hug or a smile can shift the momentum emotionally in your child so as a dad if you show up with a playful smile, you're coming in, you're genuine, you make time, you hug your child, know that you're beginning to shift momentum in your child's life, but also in the home. And you're important in doing that. And there's just simple things like that, that you can bring to the home just by being engaged, but then also having vision for it saying, I want to be warm. I want to be loving. And I want to bring truth to my child. I want to guide them. And so as you start, start simple, and then maybe go into those kind of ceremonial things or stage things. Those are bigger. They take more time. I get it. They're important, though. And uh, maybe you can find a, an opportunity to be taught by your child. Say, hey, I notice you're really, you're really lo loving this and you're learning it. Can you teach me? I'd love to learn from you. And when a dad puts himself in that spot, boy, that lifts that child. Like, wow, are you serious? I get sure. to teach you something. And that is just so much fun to watch. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom and your insight. Um, again, you can buy um, his book, Seven Traits of Effective Parenting. Visit Focus on the Family to find more on that. Um, again, we were joined by Dr. Daniel Huerta, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you again for that just practical help and wisdom in parenting. And um, look him up, follow his work, follow Focus on the Family. They have all kinds of resources um, revolving just family and parenting and relationships. So thank you again for joining us today. Hey, Lauren, thank you so much. And I don't know if you mentioned the 30-day challenge that I have out there for dads. It's the 30-day intentional dad challenge. At the website, you can sign up for that. And then you get a text a day. Now, don't feel pressure. It's every day you have to do it. You can spread it out. But it's just one win a day that you look for. And, Lauren, it's always, uh, it's always great to talk with people out there that are serving in God's kingdom, contributing. Thank you so much for the invitation to be with you today.